spoken maybe. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional materials. You wake up one morning after not reading a book since your school days and you decide to be a writer. With no good or bad writing to compare against your own, you just know how to write and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Hell, maybe they're jealous of your natural ability to craft the masterpiece. After all, most people need to learn through a combination of books, courses, critical feedback and workshops. Not you though. It's not their fault. They don't realise your natural talent, but they soon will. How to Write Wrong is the new book by Amanda Steele. The book, which is an interactive story, gives the reader multiple options throughout its story. The book can be purchased from Amazon. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, spokenlabel.bandcamp.com. On Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want, so you are entitled, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always eternally grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running plots for the podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Label. Hi guys, Andy Evans, Spoken Label, back in the house again, on Zoom again today. Now, a bit nearer this time, because I've had some, quite a lot of podcasts all over the places recently. And this is nice, because the lady I'm speaking to today only lives about 10 miles away, 5, 10 miles away from me. Um, I've been chatting to a lot, actually, over lockdown. Now, what you do when you had lockdown last six months, you make friends of people that you didn't necessarily know before. The Caroline, we was chatting to today, I've been, we've been chatting a lot on Facebook, Caroline, really, haven't we? So, but we yeah. haven't actually met in person yet. We will, we will do so. <laughs> and um, she's brilliant. We're a very, very supportive lady because she's got the encouragement to do a lot of the haiku writing, which I've been doing in the pub group called Daily Haiku in the past couple months. And I thought I've done it. They had me for her and Amanda, one or two other people. So, so it's great to meet Caroline. She's a great writer. So, Caroline, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell me who you are. Yeah. Okay. Where you well, come from, and what led you to your creativity? Let's start from there. Right. Well, my name's um, Caroline Crossley, and I come from Oldham. Unfortunately, somebody yeah. asked me. <laughs> you can hear that in your accent then. But that's yeah, wonderful. I know, I know. When I hear myself sometimes, I cringe, I really do. Um, and, uh, well, I was born in Oldham. And although I've lived in other places, I always come back to Oldham for some unknown reason. I suppose it's, it's part of your blood, that's what it is. I, say, I, think, I think it sort of call, just calls me back, you know. Um, now, 
as far as my poetry goes, I started writing poetry when I came back from Spain in 2002. Um, and Really, I started writing poetry as therapy um, because I'd lost my youngest son four years previously in 1998. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And um, I was really in, in, in a down place, really, because when your son dies or a, a child dies before the parents, it's, it's not the right way of of doing it, if you know what I mean. No, no, completely, and, uh, completely, yeah. And so, you know, it, 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 it's, um, it's very hard to get over. I don't think you ever really get over it. I think you just learn to live with it. And um, I started writing poetry and I met up with um, a lady who is no longer with us called Lorraine Charlesworth. <laughs> Oh, well, you've mentioned her on Facebook before, so yeah. She was a great inspiration to me. Because what Lorraine, Lorraine um, like me, suffered, um, suffered a lot of pain. And the pair of it used to uh, sort of ring me up and say, are you coming to this um, poetry workshop? And I'd go, oh, no, not really. I don't want to go in. And she said, no, you are coming. I'll pick you up at such a thing. So she was really good for me because she made me go out even when I didn't oh, want yeah. to go and um, so I started going to poetry workshops, poetry gigs, uh, all over the place and uh, Lorraine was was a good driver and she'd, she'd go anywhere Lorraine. <laughs> she was very adventurous and we always used to get, have adventures wherever we went <laughs> so it was, and then they had something, something to write about afterwards. But um, well, the therapy part was really good for me because it was the first time that I'd ever been able to, to express my grief, really. So, so some of the, I, I wrote quite dark poetry when I started off. And I'm sure people used to think, think to themselves, oh, she's a miserable so-and-so. But obviously, as, as time went on and... Um, you know, I sort of learned about poetry and learned about um, different forms of poetry, which I, um, some of them I love and some of them I didn't really like. Like haiku, for example, I hated oh, yeah. when I first started uh, to learn about it. I thought, how can anybody write such short poems and, and make them meaningful? Because, um, you know, um, I suffer from a bit from purple prose, <laughs> writing too much. So, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can't do this. Um, but more recently, when I um, when we went into lockdown, um, what I decided to do because I do suffer with um, depression, you know, it comes and it goes. Um, so I thought, well, I'm not going to. Do be depressed <laughs> during lockdown. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to do things. So I decided to do what they call Napo Rimo, which is National Poetry Writing Month. Oh, I love doing that. I love doing that. Always good for And that's a poem a day. So that was really um, uh, quite difficult for me, actually, because, you know, um, before I've always like just waited for this news to come along <laughs> and inspire me 
And somebody once told me that writing uh, was like a muscle. And if you exercised it every day, you'd, you, you would keep writing. And, oh, yeah, of course. And whoever told me that were right. <laughs> um, so, after, so about towards the end of April, I started doing the daily haiku. haiku. Uh, then I started doing um, a poetry site called um, Tank, Tanker Poetry. So, oh, I, I know I love doing tankers as well, but they really are great. Yeah. And. Um, and very recently, I've discovered a new form of poetry called Shadormas. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it on Facebook to me that one the other week. And yeah. I never had two to four of me. After, but I never got out looking at it, what it was. So what sort yeah. of poem is that? What style is that then? It, it's, uh, well, the, there's some um, controversy over where it comes from. Uh, they reckon it comes from, from Spain, but... Shadorma is, is it's not a Spanish. Mm. Uh, I mean, dormir is to sleep uh, in in Spanish. So, but dorma, it, it it you know it sounds more American to me. But, to me, that's when I thought that we mentioned yeah. that. And, but apparently, it's very popular and taught in schools. So there you go. And it's another uh, syllabic poem. So instead of having your haiku where you've got five, seven, five, and your tanker where you've got five, seven, five, seven, seven, this one goes three, five, three, three, seven, five, so six lines. But it's in, I found it incredibly easy to write. Now, because I write haiku and tankers, I think you're just into that. You know, counting syllable yeah, frame yeah, of mind, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and turning things round to make them fit. Because I find I do quite a lot of that uh, in in all the syllabic poems, you know. Um, so yeah, that's 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 Shadorma, and uh, I think I'm on number eight or nine now. So. Wow! So what is it? I know you're doing the haiku a day normally, aren't you? So you yeah. manage to do a tanker every day on top of it as well. No, or is that no. a bit slower? No, I'm a bit slower with my tankers, but I'm up to, I'm in my thir the 30s, I've, I've written at least 30, and um, how I got involved in the tanker poetry was um, Mel uh, from Stafford, uh, who, who's the Stafford... Oh, Mel Ward of Woodhove. Yeah, yeah, she's a lovely yeah. Mel, lovely lady. Yeah, yeah. Long-standing um, friend of Spoken Label as well, she is, so great one. <laughs> Well, she, she's a poet, poet laureate for Stafford. So I got involved with a couple of her projects. One was to raise money for cats protection, which as you know, <laughs> would get my interest because I, awesome. I, I love cats and I am the crazy cat lady. Yes, definitely. <laughs> How many cats have you got, Caroline, then, Eldon? You... 13. 13. They've got 13 cats, have you? Wow. He's 13 years old. Well, it will be on the 1st of October, 13 oh, years old. Wow. Wow. And then the new cat I've got, who I, I got just before the lockdown, I got her on the 1st of February, is, uh, well, she started off life as Molly, but we call her Miss Molly, because she's, 
She's got attitude. <laughs> oh, how old, how old is she then, do you reckon? She's about two or three years old. Oh, and wow, I yes. Her, I got her from Cats Protection. And it was hilarious trying to, to sort of get them used to each other. You know, I had to go. I spent a whole week. I thought I was in one of those farces, you know, where you're always opening doors and shutting yeah. doors and people coming. Oh, yeah. I was like that with the cats keeping them apart. And when I let him in, eventually to meet Molly, uh, they were fine. They were fine. Um, and now it's so funny because they. She goes. She she spent a whole few weeks just following him everywhere, oh. and then she got a bit fed up at that because he hadn't got her energy, you know. So now he leaves her to it, you know. When he's had enough, he comes in for a sleep. But she she's very she's very good, and she's she when they go out because I live in a, an upstairs flat. Um, Rio used to go always goes out and pokes his little head through the railings to see if there's anybody coming up the stairs. And she did exactly the same. And um, it was quite funny, really, because I thought, well, she doesn't know what she's looking for. <laughs> oh, but, she goes, but, now, but now they both do it. If they go out separately, they both have a look and see who's down there, you know, before they venture down. I think they do the same with cats sometimes. When two cats are born into the same household, as age cat, the one that influences the other one, the subconsciously, I've heard the server to think that are shared souls with all the cats. And I think it's possibly right sometimes. But they do, they've got creatures having to learn off each other. So that's good stuff. Now, obviously, what I want to learn about your poetry today is obviously, obviously, yeah. you know, what your topics you write about has changed a lot, hasn't it? Since you oh, first it has, right? Yeah. Tell us a bit yeah. about the journey in that one, obviously, because I know you also a lot of poetry starts from dark places, isn't it? Then you, yeah. And mine was like that. And I first started writing poetry. Yeah. But nowadays it's I can be dark, but it's more thoughtful than anything else. So I mean, yeah. you change your approach, don't you? Like you're consciously doing it. Oh, I, oh, I think you do, and and it's as your life changes as well. You know, you thank goodness you're not always in a sort of angst-ridden place. Oh, Although great. sometimes you do write your best poetry from angst-ridden places. Oh yeah, but, uh, you can write, you know, perhaps more inspiring poetry. Um, you, and certainly, I find because I'm a lot older than you. I find um, you're probably going to find older, I'll surprise you, Caroline. How old I am, actually. How old do you think I am? And I'll surprise you. Um, I don't know, really. In your 30s? Nowhere near. Nope, I'm 40. I'm 49 next year. Really? Yeah, I'm 49. Wow, you don't look it. Now, surprise people what I want to do. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I thought you were in, definitely in your 30s. Definitely. It surprised you were Amanda, because Amanda uh, got to get, I'm going to say this now anyway, but she, she, people know her, and know she's Amanda's 41, she is. And she's yeah. got declined alcohol getting served in Iceland only a couple of years ago. Oh, <laughs> That's why, but it's, it's what it is, like I said, because I've, done, I've kept all my hair, so I'm not going too bad with that, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have 48, so best way to be. So, <laughs> no. Anyway, so tell us a bit about your, about your journey as a poet, then, basically. So. Yeah, well, like I said, started off, it started off as therapy, and it was therapy, and it did make me feel better. Um, and then I discovered the um, spoken word circuit, <laughs> and um, um, I went to a couple of workshops done by Dominic Berry. Oh, Dom, yeah, Dom. <laughs> you know, who is 
quite an inspiration to me and because um, he always clapped when he was in if he was in the audience he always clapped enthusiastically uh, whatever you said it didn't matter but he was always enthusiastic um you know a re response to you, which was like so if you saw him in the audience you used to think oh I could do that somebody will clap <laughs> <laughs> um, and i used to go to um uh, Rochdale, um, where there was a whole crowd of poets that met in a uh, that still meet. Well, they don't now, obviously. They meet oh, it's um, thing is that, yeah, the bomb. That's the one, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know you went there actually, yeah, I know that one, yeah. So, never been, but I know of that one, yeah. And um, the one, one of the guys that ran it, Norman Warwick, um, was also he, he ran a, a class as well. On a, on a Thursday uh, once a month and I used to go to that religiously because I enjoyed um, Norman's teaching and Norman was a gr oh, so much so much knowledge about not only poetry but music as well yeah it goes um, way back Norman because he's been doing that shit oh, for yeah. 30 odd years so yeah yeah and um, Robin Robin Parker yeah, I know Robin. I know Robin through. I know Robin through. I know Robin through Langley writers who have been to that one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Katie, of course, from Langley yeah. writers. So, I suppose really, I got into um, spoken word, and then I, uh, me and Lorraine decided, you know, we'd go further afield. <laughs> Once we'd we'd, we'd got. Uh, we did the bomb every time it was on and then you know you you just get invited to to other other spoken word events you know oh, yeah. Brilliantly, yeah and I, now i i think somewhere inside me is a frustrated actress because i really <laughs> love the actual acts of performing you know yeah um, and I, can, I can be um quite dramatic and as somebody said to me once if you cut your hands off you could you couldn't speak poetry, and I couldn't because I do use <laughs> it. Um, and I used to um, do quite, uh, I used to do a bit of character poetry where I would, you know, don um, a feather boa and, um, and a hat, and, and then I'd be totally somebody else, you know. Oh, brilliant. And he used to do this, um, oh God, what was he called? Um, was it Hyacinth? It was something like that. Um, Mrs. Go Lightly. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I don't, I don't know about that one. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And um, it was uh, a little bit, uh, oh, slightly rude, some of the poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but you see, this is what I also find as you get older. It, you, you don't care anymore. If you want to be a little bit rude, you can be. Yeah. Nobody oh, expects oh. it. Of you as you get. Oh, no, there's a, there's a gentleman that comes to the speakeasy in Stratford when we used to run the sit that had not been on Zoom because he's not into it in Zoom. And yeah, oh, I'm not going to name him because I know he's 85. And the first time he came to speakeasy, he charmed me and Stephen and Amanda. We all said to him, Oh, he's a nice asshole for a guy. And he yeah. went on stage and read a poem about literally about a man having relationships of an intimate kind with sheep, shall we say. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's been nice, and it was very, very rude, but very, very funny. Yes. And we just yes. sat, when I sat down, I've been looking at Amanda, she said to me, 
I don't believe I've just heard that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it's somebody say, don't you? And he gets to the You just don't care anymore. Thinking no, you don't all. Yeah. You don't don't give a brass farthing. That's the word I use. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where did your character poetry come from? Because obviously, I said it's obviously you really started off. You probably put your grief and you went back when you were son. Yeah. And what made you want to do the character piece then? Now, was that something you'd always um, interested in? I think uh, I joined. Um, I joined a class with at the uh, Coliseum, uh, writing uh, plays and monologues. Now, we're quite in, ah. not so much ah. the plays, but I enjoyed the monologues. Um, and I got involved with another group that wrote monologues and sort of um, did those. And from those, you know, monologues created the characters, really. Um, ah, that explains why then. So, yeah, it means like it yeah. came from going to class like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then I just took that from monologues into my poetry. I just, I just sort of thought one day, wouldn't it be fun to, to, to do a, you know, and when I first started all this, I didn't use my own name, you know. Oh, didn't you? What was your name? <laughs> I, used be, I used to be called for this one. I used to be called Carolina de la Cruz. Carolina is, de la Cruz. Very, yeah. very posh. All it is is a Spanish translation of my name, Carolyn Crossley. But of course, it sounded very exotic. And I oh, think I'm disappointed when they met me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't it... this sultry simulation. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, you got to do it. you got to do it sometimes, that one. So I think it's got to be done like that sort of thing, just to try and catch people out sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. Also, oh, I, became... I, I operate on A-list myself with my real name, Andy, but I'm not saying my real surname. No. Only, yeah. Amanda, no, only my family know that. Just see, I think it's good. Did you find me doing that? Did it give you the space you needed as a writer, did it? To let you try yeah. out other things or something? It does yes. doesn't it? Well, Carolina de la Cruz was my, my alter ego, whereas Carolyn would be a bit, oh, I don't know whether I can do that. Carolina Cruz just used to do it, you see. So it, it um, expanded my horizons, I think, full fair. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I can't, I've decided I can't write funny, not out and out funny, but I can be ironical <laughs> and, and, you know, um, I can write lines that get laughs, you know. Um, I think uh, when we were doing one of your workshops, you know, <laughs> the lady said, oh, I don't recognise you with your clothes on, you know, and I, <laughs> I had to pause because I knew you'd all laugh, and you did, aren't you? You know, oh, it's the it's really good. It's really good when people do that, you know. But I'm not, I, I don't write comedy, I, you know. Um, and uh, obviously, now I've branched out, I've, I've actually finished this novel that I've been writing. For I was life. going to ask you about that next. Yeah. How was your novel going to know you're, you're working, you've been working with a novel for a while, haven't you? Yeah, oh, a long time, years and years and years and years. And um, what I wish now is I never, what I wish is I'd never told anybody I was writing because it kept saying, oh, is it not finished? Is it not? Anyway, I finally finished it in, because I did NaNoWriMo last year, which is National Novel Writing Month, which takes place in November every year. Um, and it's been going for years now. 
and I finished, I actually finished it. So now it needs editing and proofreading and probably a bit of rewriting as well. So because I started it years ago and I've changed as a writer. You do, you do automatically, yeah, as you go um, along. And so I think now, when, you know, I've, I've gone back reading through it and, and, and I can see so many mistakes in the early part. And I, I'm thinking, what did I write that for? Which I just wouldn't write now, you know. So I do think there's quite a bit of rewriting needs doing at the beginning so that it matches up because I think you could draw a line down it, you know. Yeah, I think you can. You can. I think as you develop as a writer, you said you've been doing it for 18 years. My case is what? probably 25 years now yeah and it's like it's the writing i was doing 20, 20 odd years ago is it's completely different to what you are as a writer when you develop yeah yeah so like it's it's probably a good time to sit down and rest a lot now and get to get the book fit we get the book re-edited yeah. basically because i know amanda when she does her novels she does a like six different crafts normal she does she yeah. she's really disciplined <laughs> i couldn't agree yeah. with that so yeah yeah well um i mean i i've never self-edited a book so so you know i mean i i have sort of uh, you know i've edited my own poetry and my own short stories but a whole novel is something else you know yeah um and and i belong to two different writing groups in oldham you can't believe there's two really good writing groups in oldham but there is yeah don't um, about them tell people about the two good groups because i've been to one and yeah. i'm not sure well, oldham Oldham Writing Cafe um, started back in 2008. So I think it's the oldest writing group in, in, in the area, you know, certainly in Oldham anyway. And uh, we all started off more or less, well, you know, we were all like beginners when we started off and, and we grew with the group, you know. Um, and now there's, we, we, we actually have a million selling author wow. <laughs> in our group. It's called Helen Durant, who writes crime novels, and she has sold a million a million books so in four years, which I don't think is too bad. So, but she has got a publisher, but no agents. So. Oh, cool. Now, um, where, what direction do you, do you envision your writing going to go next? Or what would you like well, to I've got an idea for this year's NaNoWriMo, something totally off the wall and different than what I've ever written before. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to have a go at that. Um, and the other group I go to, which is called Oldham Writing Group, where it also incorporates Nano, uh, Oldham NaNoWriMo. And run by Jacqueline Ward, who's a um, traditionally published author and an indie author. She, she, she does both. <laughs> and she oh, works for that. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> well, there you go. No, that's a lot of work, that one, full time. Right? So yeah, it's, it's, a lot of work. And she's very, she's very serious about it, you know, and uh, um, which is good. You know, it's good for the group because that's what we want. We want people who know what they're doing to tell us how we can do it you know but I, I mean me personally I don't want I don't want an agent and I don't want to go down the route of traditional publishing I'm just going to 
doing in do it yourself. You, know, you can do it nowadays. It's it's a lot. You can it's certainly easy enough to do it nowadays. But you can do it any printed demand service really. Like Amazon is a fairly straightforward package to use, and then you've got on top of it, haven't you? You've also got like a Lulu as well for you to use. Yeah. So plenty of options. But definitely, good luck with that. Definitely. So, do you, yeah. um, haven't you got some poems coming in an anthology shortly as well? Well, that's the first thing I want to publish is um, an anthology. Uh, but obviously, you know, everybody writes, <laughs> every poet writes an anthology. Oh, God, yeah. But, so, so, so I've had an idea. I, I don't think it's an original idea. I'm sure other people have done this. But uh, I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> but, but I've had an idea for, for um, something a little bit different. So watch this space. So, but that's the first one I want to publish. So that's the first, once I've finished Nano this year, that's the one I'm going to publish and hopefully next year. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed definitely <laughs> on that one. So, well, that's pretty well my questions today, Caroline, anyway. So um, if people want to find out more about you or where, where, can they read, where can they find you and where can they read your work? Well, I've got um, um, a blog site on WordPress. And if I'd have known that this was going to be me, <laughs> me, me address, I wouldn't have picked such a long title. But here we go. It's called backfromdarknesstolight.com. Wow, that's a mouthful. Like I said, I didn't realise when I started using WordPress that whatever I put up there on the front page was going to be my... my um, uh, website address otherwise as a pips I would probably have picked the vixen of verse which yeah. is my sort of uh, tagline you know yes oh I'm glad you asked me I've something tell people about why you called the, the tagline the vixen vixen I guess right the vixen of verse and you have yeah. forgotten something <laughs> well it, I mean I when I was Carolina de la Cruz I was also the vixen of verse or if it if, if was talking to my Spanish friends uh, La Fara de Verso. So there you go. And um, it, it's, um, I don't know, I, I just dreamed it up because uh, I like alliteration. <laughs> I have a great lover of alliteration in poetry. So I like the bees in it. And I thought it sounded different. Yeah, and it does. A people have said to me, oh, I wish I'd have thought of that, which is why it's got the little copyright symbol. <laughs> in it. But, you know, people pinch it, you know. And I, I suppose Vixen Kate, you know, red hair, um, maybe that had something to do with it. Um, don't know really, but it, I just dreamt that one up. And it was a little tagline, and I've kept it. Now I've gone back to using my, my, my real name because I'm confident enough now in my poetry that I can use my real name. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. Okay, dokie. Right. What we're going to do is, we'll, we'll, and it's a good time to conclude there anyway. So, yeah. what we'll do is, we'll pause the recording and let you get a few poems ready for us because yeah. I, I love your work, and you're great. So, I, love, I look forward to hearing them. So, hang around, everybody. We should have that shortly. They said, Spoke Hi, guys. Okay, thank you. Straight over to Caroline. She's going to do some poems for us now. Looking forward to Caroline. Over to you. Thank you very much. 
The first poem I'm going to read is called The Makeup Artist, and it is one of my earlier works. So there is that element of uh, macabre in it, I suppose you call it. Right, The Makeup Artist. She works silently, lips pursed in concentration. A palette of makeup from pale ivory to dusky tan, deft brush strokes upon the canvas of the face coaxing its features into life. Blusher is used with care. Too much only produces clown-like cheeks. Too little, and the finished effect lacks a healthy glow. Smoky grey and beige are blended onto the eyelids, followed by dark brown mascara. Black is too harsh. She steps back, views the results with a critical eye. The recipient of her artistry makes no comment. She combs and teases recalcitrant chestnut brown locks until satisfied at last, she seeks no further approbation. With a grave inclination of her head, she picks up her case. Soft music gently punctuates the silence she leaves behind. Oh, wow, excellent. That's and do you know who she was making up? Go on then. Your mate Adam would know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, it's a dead body. She's making a dead body up. Yeah, Although I got know. that. Yeah, I got that straight yeah. away. So, yeah. obviously, yeah. anyone wonder who my friend Adam is, then I'll say that's his job. Watch for this, though. Yes. Yeah. Fine. He's a character. Quite an interesting person to know, actually. I've, I've um, you know, I've, I have asked him a couple of uh, sorts of funeral-related questions. Oh, he's very. He's and I'm not going to name his surname, obviously, because his privacy no, job is. No. But he's anyone knows who we're talking about. Who's approachable young man you can ever ask to meet to bolt to this great lobby? He really is. That's why. So really, it's great to raise that kind of things. That kind of great start. Okie dokie. What's number two then? My second poem is um, one of a series that I've done called Chakra Poems Series. Um, and this, for those who don't know, there's, there's seven chakras in the body. Now, this one is the sacral um, one, which is donate, which is um, represented, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, by the colour orange. So it's called sacral chakra. Orange is passion's garb, enclosing us in warm wet feelings until subliminal we are taken somewhere else, outside ourselves, yet inside too. When you feel like consciousness will be lost, el petit mort, the depth of your chakral, sacral chakra plumbed, your wave crashed upon a foreign shore in vibrating spasms of sacral orange. That's wow, that wow. that's lovely. That's so beautiful, that one. Complete change in tone. So what is your yeah. interest in that come from? Then? That's quite an unusual topic to write about, that is. Um, I, 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 mean, I do a lot of meditation. Ah, and, I, I, I was wondering if you were a Buddhist or something like that territory. Then, then. Uh, no, no, I'm not a Buddhist, but um, I do uh, meditation and uh, I find it helps with the pain. It's, it helps with pain and it helps with depression. So, yeah, and I do, um, that's why I know about uh, chakras. 
That's why I'm so popular. My blog is very popular in <laughs> India. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Got, wow, that sounds good to me. I've got, I've got more Indian followers than I have from any other country. It's <laughs> crazy. And it just shows you sometimes what sort of followers you get, you least expect it sometimes. Don't yeah, you yeah, I can believe it. Oh, so there you go. Right, I think what you could do a few haikus for us next week, if you can say for one. My um, I was, but um, they're all on my phone, so they're all a bit mm, hard to find usually. Mm. I've got, a, but I have got another poem. Perfect, um, go for it. I, I thought I'd finish off with this because. Um, it's called Invisible Women, and uh, really it's, well, it is about women of a certain age. And uh, I've got a lot of friends, obviously, around, around my age and older. And um, we, we talk about this topic quite a lot, being invisible women. So here we go. Invisible women. Women of a certain age become invisible. We just disappear from view. Our opinions are not sought, they just aren't listened to. Yet we are older and often wiser, would make excellent mentors or advisors. We may well have lived extraordinary lives, not your normal nine to fives. But how will they know if we are invisible? How will they know if they don't let us speak? We are wise women, we know the score. We've been there and got the t-shirt before. We are smart. We are sassy. We won't be told what to do. We have opinions due to experience, a different point of view. Nonetheless valid because we are women of a certain age. So stop ignoring us. Stop trying to enrage. Stop trying to silence us. Or young ladies, one thing is true. When you get to our age, this could be you. Excellent. Yeah, that's a great way to finish that one off, Caroline. Perfect. Great fun. So hang around. We need to chat anyway off mic. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you today. It's been excellent. It's been a pleasure chatting to you there today. Because I've had you, I've had you, I've had you in my head to approach for a podcast probably for quite some time now. So it's great yeah. to sit down and have a chat to yourself. Thank you, Jacob. Fantastic. So, That's everybody, lovely. thank you very much, Andy. Thank you again, Clara. Everybody, stay safe, stay sane, if possible. As Andy and Sally out, we'll see you all soon. Spoke on me.